Oh, look at that. We are now live. Never even back. I was trying to get them back for us because I wanted to get everybody ready because we are going to be doing some cool stuff. We're going to be talking about some cool things. Um, guys, if you are new and this is the first time watching, congratulations. If not, oh well. We appreciate everybody coming. Here comes Kathy. Shh, be very quiet. Oh, she disappeared real quick. Uh, guys, we are on episode 59. Today we decided we were going to talk about some interesting things. Uh, the future of what we want to see, our wish list of what we want to see next year for hobbies and games. Um, figure out how things are going to go. Um, also do some hobbying. Um, I'm working on some stuff. and When we get to the paint cam, I'll redo everything again. Um, so we can see. Um, other than that, it looks like everybody's back and we are ready to go. Alright, let me uh, send out this thing. You should be, guys, if you see us on Twitch or Instagram and all that stuff, good job. Way to go. Other than that, we are going to go live. Kathy, what are you drinking today? Uh, I'm drinking a variety of things today. I started out with a uh, gin with a little lime and some uh, this cranberry Sprite. Delicious. John. And I also have some jasmine tea over there. <laughs> John, what are you doing? Uh, I have uh, Dr. Pepper mixed with uh, Fireball Whiskey. And if things get bad enough, I have some Dr. McGillicuddy's apple liqueur to uh, chase it down with. Though I don't really suggest those too soon after each other. It's not a flavor combination. That's good. Gonzo, <laughs> what you got? I got, I know this is sad, just water today. Um, my liver said no a lot to me this week because I said yes to a lot of alcohol. So I'm rehydrating and stuff because I do have to work tomorrow and I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, I decided I'm going to just drink a bunch of water so we can get stuff going and not have to worry about it. Um... So, any salutes or whatever we got to anything? Bueller? Knowledge. No, I think we're all good. All right. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <sighs> Water. Mmm. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go over here and I'll put it to the paint cam. Today, guys, I'm going to try to finish working on that one building I've been working on. Um, I am working on one of the PP apartment complexes. I'm doing it a night theme, um, which I have a question for you. Uh, well, Kathy, you don't, you don't do a lot of air, airbrushing, do you? Not yet. I know I need to ask. I'll have to ask him later what's going on. What's what? What's your problem? Well... <laughs> <laughs> what's, your what's your problem? What's your problem? <laughs> Damn! We don't have time for that. This is only an hour and a half podcast, Kathy. Um, well, what it is, is I was using my um, airbrush, and of course I was using it on Wednesday night to, you know, get white on the top of these models and prime them really quickly. Um, and so, 
one, I'm going to get back with you anyway because I want to talk to you about uh, using glazes. Because uh, I think it's I'm, junk. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I wanted to, um, I was having an issue with. How say? I would squeeze the trigger, let the air come out, let go of the trigger, and when I would go to squeeze the trigger again, it would splat out first before it came out with a a spray. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I would spray it. Let go of the trigger to pick up another model or to go like I was doing the I was doing white on the little yeah. houses and it would come out and splatter. I think that, that Jim might be able to answer, but then yeah. I cannot. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I've, I've seen that. I may yeah. have had that problem one of the few times I used the airbrush. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's doing it. I don't, uh... Yeah, I don't know. You know, if you go onto the Badger Airbrush website and and just like post what your problem is, there will be a thousand people telling you how to fix it. Oh, I know. And I just there. I right. yeah. Turn off it's the a, paint before you turn off the. It's a pretty good community on on the in the Badger Airbrush group. I find for the most part, unless they're trying to sell you something, the painting community is absolutely amazing and willing to help you with anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For the most part, I just didn't see it, and I was like, oh yeah, Kathy. Um, I don't know. I have oh, to ask no. Jim, I'm thinking as I'm looking at these yellow box in front of me, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to have to start painting with you on on a uh, podcast. On Wednesdays? Uh, no, on uh, now. On Sundays. Oh, now? Uh, oh, this one? Uh, oh, you're painting and I'm painting. We could do like a side by side because uh, I, I have all these things sitting here and I'm like, Man, like I'm not set up for it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I wish I was because I really want to get some uh, some washes on my prime guys so I can so I can get the darks in there yeah. before I get the lights in there. Hey, back logo models, you need to paint. Tell me more. <laughs> okay, Crimson says my jam. <laughs> this is that your problem? If you turn off the air first. Then you get some droplets on the tip that just spurt out when you turn the air back on to start painting again. So let it go, but put the air through it. All right. Wait, what? What are you thinking, John? John's being rude, of course. Are Are you laughing at the word spurt? No, 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 no. nope, nope. Yeah. We're good. Nope. Ah, I'm good. <laughs> How about the local sports teams? How about them local sports teams? I watched the end of the LSU game, by the way, because LSU is my college team I like. And um, that game was ridiculous. Seven overtimes. Wow. The game went into seven overtimes. It was the highest scoring game in any uh, college game ever. And it was ridiculous. But that's what happens. Those players are going to be tired at the end of that. Yeah. So, other than that, um, so today's episode, we're going to talk about our kind of our hobby wish list or the wish list of what we want to see happening next year. Um, and not only just hobby stuff, but game stuff. But I did want to talk about Keyforge since it is all the rage right now. Have either of y'all played Keyforge? Nope. If not, I've been busy playing Age of Sigmar Champions, which what? is a better game. Which is a it game. may be an actual, uh, oh, Necromiles, yeah, we're back. Hold on, let me get him into that room. Refresh, refresh. Refresh, refresh. I feel that FFG may have found the uh, the next level beyond 
collectible card game and how to make money. And I'm not sure I'm okay with it. (laughs) Why? Um, I, I want, I want more from a card game than here's a deck. You just fucking play it. Uh, Oh, you want a new deck? Buy a new deck. It is what it is. Nothing ever changes. I don't. Yeah, you can't, you can't add cards from one deck to another deck. You can't theory craft with it. Correct. It is a game I would learn to play, but I don't have any desire to do more than just learn the basics of the game. I don't really give a shit beyond that. It doesn't, it doesn't stimulate me mentally, let's say. Okay. Um, Plus the... Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's a license to print money. It is. Um, because... I mean, and I'm okay with companies making money. That's why they exist, but, man, you're just like pressing the button on gamers it's it's what magic was when it first came out gotta catch them all oh yeah okay man <laughs> well because here's the thing i bought four decks i figured okay i can waste a little bit of money i played the demo i like the demo if i got it it's good whether or like anything else i'm okay with it so i didn't even look up the cards because i opened the box i just wanted to check see if i had one of the ultra rare ones because i would turn around and resold it really quickly uh, which some of them are selling pretty high right now. Um, so I opened it up. Okay, none of, them are, none of them are super rare. None of them are the uber powerful ones that people are talking about. So I'll just leave them and I'll play them. So I got a question. Have, yeah, I have a question too. You go ahead, John. Uh, why are they selling for a lot? You can't make a deck. Because you can't make a deck. That's the thing. Because you can't sell individual cards, you have to sell the deck. And since you have to sell the deck, you know that that deck is only that deck. You can't take any cards out, can't put any cards in. So you can only play with that one deck. Uh, and so. Rare guy in that deck, and the deck is shitty, even though you've got that rare guy in it. Um, it's not a rare guy, it's a rare grouping. Right now, okay. the um, Apocalypse Horsemen are super, super rare. I wouldn't Holy say super rare. Fuck balls. Eight hundred dollars for a deck, guys. It's well, right now one's at two fifteen for the four horsemen deck. Yeah. I'm just trying to see how you I've seen a double horseman deck, which is two of each horseman in the deck and two time walks go for eight hundred plus dollars. Which Pretty is much crazy. Predicting this was gonna be like Yeah. And the thing is is you have to sell it as a deck. You can't sell it individual cards because even the cards have the name of the deck on there so you can't use anything that's what i was trying to figure out i was trying to figure out if yeah okay i see on the bottom corner it tells you what the name of the deck is like this uh only let me actually visit this page so i can get a better thing i've heard that decks have unique names yes every deck is a unique name every deck has a unique play oh i can't even read that yeah you're making a website. Please make your pictures bigger so I can actually read stuff. So, no uh, one reads, John. Reading is for chumps. Reading for chumps. So, getting back to the conversation while you're looking at that, and you can ooh and ah at people paying, you know, seven hundred dollars for a deck of cards. Uh, uh, dude, I sold Magic in its heyday. Oh I'm yeah, not impressed. Yeah, but like for something that just came out, it's kind of oh. impressive. Oh yeah. No, I mean, again, license to print money, hats off whoever thought of it, good job. Yeah, so I played a few games. I have two decks that are really, really good. They get their job done really, really, really well. They do what they're supposed to. 
and they work. Um, they fight really well. I mean, they do everything that's supposed to be. They got their own unique flair and flavor, so it's not like it's, you know, a copy. Um, then I had one deck that was just so-so. And then I had one deck that I think might be total garbage or really, really hard to play. Just for the simple fact that the combos in Abbott are really hard to pull off. Um, so, my complaint is, what happens if you pull a shitty deck? Buy a new one. You that's, get yeah, you have to buy a new that's one. That's not a complaint they're ever going to yeah, fix. No, 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 they're not. Like uh, you know, buying your booster pack of whatever and getting a bunch of common stuff and you know, all my stuff in this deck sucks. It's all useless. Got to buy, got to buy more, got to buy more, got to buy more. Yeah. Hashtag sealed deck problems. Yeah, it is. I could definitely see this being a sealed deck tournament game no oh, problem whatsoever fun. no problem whatsoever and people can't complain because you know what you're getting into for a tournament style game where you're bringing your best deck that's going to be tough um for the simple fact that um oh, it's, it's gonna be a shark tank yeah because some of those decks out there are super badass and that's where they're gonna have to start implementing what are called chains Chains are so, negatives to your deck because they're too powerful for what they're supposed to be and you lose certain benefits. That's uh, arbitrary and that is that way is fraught with danger, but luckily Fantasy Flight is big on controlling their formats. Yeah. I just hope that they make sealed deck the format of choice. Yeah. Uh, I bet you they'll do like if, if you go to a convention there'll be two types, a sealed deck and then Yeah, but if you're having like a world championship they got to make it sealed deck. Yeah, I think it's all going to be sealed deck. Because I am happy with jumping in and being like, oh, look, I got a random deck. It was shit this time. Oh. That happens. Yep. Well, okay, so I... I was looking at certain things and to going about the chains because I was like, ooh, I didn't have any chains. How, how do you assign chains? Which chains are just bindings to the cards. Um, they just, you, depending on what chain level you are, depends on how few cards you draw up. No big deal. Um, it's just, that's just how it is. The thing that I'm going to have an issue with is how do you assign that? How do you assign a chain that is not from a card to a deck before you start playing? That's going to be one of my complaints. Um, is every deck that has... Two time walks and two of each horseman going to be a chain of six or you know what? Um, it's it's all it's all kind of weird. Um, now there are cards that say if you play this card, you've got a chain of two for the next two turns or whatever, which is okay because that, that's a card mechanic. But to have people assign a chain to a deck, that's where I think it's going to be the TO is going to be like. Um, how do I assign this, and what should I assign it, and how? Unless FFG comes out with an official ruling for like judges and stuff, that's going to be an issue. Sure, they will. Yeah. For, for Christ's sake, they made a rule in uh, X-Wing 2.0 for the tournaments that if your ship doesn't move for two turns straight, your ships don't move for two turns straight, they're just dead. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which they is okay. They made that rule to keep you from bumping into yourself and keeping you from going anywhere. They're like, did, you know... They made that rule, so I, I'm certain they'll take care of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of curious how they're going to do it. Um, 
The one thing I don't like about what's going on with the community is I joined the Facebook group, Keyforge, so yeah. I could look at things and, you know, understand and blah, blah, blah. Especially rulings because it's got some weird rules, weird interactions. And um, there's a lot of people, all they do is they buy a deck and they instantly go, hey, is this deck any good? I'm like... I mean, it's the internet age. People do that. Yeah. That's, is this list that, any yeah, good? That decking, is this, yeah. Yeah. What's my best? What's the best deck? What's the deck to beat? What's the meta? What's you know? But instantly they're just like, "Is this deck any good?" Which, if you get your, if you get a deck, you can see what cards are in it right off the bat. That's part of the thing, mm-hmm. um, because uh, some of the rules is um, you have to show your opponent your deck list that comes with the deck, so they can check and make sure it is okay and legal. Um, but you know what card's in there. Go look them up. Go figure out if it's good or not. Don't rely on whatever else because some people, because there's a big debate on one of the houses, aka mana producing, whatever you want to call it, that people think is horrible. But I was looking at it and I had a deck that was really geared around that one house that was really good. So, I don't know. Just going to have to wait and see. Um, yeah, that's, that's the problem that's going to happen with every game like that. Yeah. These definitely are printing money right now. Oh, yeah. Because there's an app where you can register your deck, and if you get enough decks registered, you get something for it, and blah, blah, blah. And there's over 170,000 decks registered right now. So, I mean, that's pretty big, in my opinion. Uh, I'm worried about when their computers are going to run, run out of random names for decks. Oh, there is that issue right now. Did you get any cool, weird, um, and slightly dirty? I did uh, not get any dirty ones because those are being banned already. Um, which, when you register a deck, there is a list of banned decks already, just based on the names. So, like uh, the Emperor that bites children is a banned. What does deck. Uh, FFG do if you get a banned deck? Uh, they'll send you a new one. Okay, then thumbs up. Yeah, if wow. if, if you get a deck that's banned due to horrible name placement. They will send you a new one. I would one. so want to save my weird ass sick deck. Yeah, because you can't play with it. It's illegal to play with them. They've already said that. So sad. Yeah. Um, now you could play locally, sure, but Just people are man so- trying to yeah. bring you down. <laughs> I don't know if they do a two for two new ones for one of them. I'm they not sure. For one for your trouble. Yeah, they might. I don't know. I know that they do reimburse. I mean, if they're for sending it. it for free, I don't really care at that point. They're replacing it one for one at that point. Yeah. Seems good. Yeah, they're they're replacing it. So I mean, that's that's a good thing. Um, but they did change their algorithm and they did change everything uh-huh. else up, so it, we don't get that weird. Crimson says, uh, though I think the collector value on a deck with a dirty name is higher than two decks. I guess from a collector's um, standpoint, I could actually see that happening, even if it's not playable. Correct. Well, because it's playable locally, just not nationally or, yeah. you no, know, you need the to state. Keep it sealed, my friend. You have to keep it sealed. Uh, because, yeah, that was the one keep thing. Keep it sealed, keep it safe. Uh, like I said, one of them was, one of the banned one was the emperor that buys children. Uh, so-and-so of racism. Um, oh, I saw that one, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a couple of them. Okay, but to speak about the game and about how good the game is, the game's really good. The game plays really well. Has a lot of cool things. Um, Gameplay-wise, they did it right. Um, Are they printing money? Hell yes, they are. Is it fun? Hell yes, it is. 
So, uh, go out, buy a couple of decks, get your friends together. If you have a deck that has horsemen in it, I suggest selling it because they're selling like hotcakes right now. Especially if you have double horsemen and double time travelers, sell them. But. So, I will offer a counterpoint. Now, if you're enjoying the game, you like the idea of the game, go play it, absolutely. Yes. But if you don't like the way this game is made, if something about it bothers you, don't buy it. Yeah. That's how you remember we vote with our dollars. I won't be buying it. I don't really like it. It's not not what I would see for a game. Happy that everyone's enjoying it. Keep enjoying it. Love it. But I'm not a fan. And I mean, I think it'd be great in the sealed deck tournament, but I think it is a flawed game just out the get-go. But I mean, maybe it gets on big and maybe they can keep it going. If so, thumbs up. Um, that's also another thing that I thought about was the whole, all they got to do is go, all right, wave two of decks is coming out. Here they come. Here's a new house to introduce, you know, so on and so forth. So they could just increase and make new houses. Um, so it'd be kind of weird and unusual. I'd like to see what happens when the expansion comes out, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'd like to revisit this when the expansion comes out, see what they've done in the meantime, get, uh, find an expert or read up on it and see what happened in the meantime. Yeah. I'm we're we're almost we're in sort of uncharted territory again, which is interesting because it doesn't happen too often in gaming anymore. No, this is a whole new thing. They like I says, marketing wise and everything. Well, you know they're making a shit ton of money. Game wise, the game's really good. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens community wise. Um, a lot of people said they've been playing in sealed deck tournaments and they have a blast with it. Um, so you never know. I'll wait and see. Meanwhile, so, meanwhile, let's go to our Christmas, our, our wish list for next year. Um, yeah, I want to talk about another card game. What? Because it just so happens that uh, tomorrow is the day that the second wave of uh, AOS Champions is dropping. And they're going to be doing a live stream of an unboxing of the entire uh, set of cards uh, tomorrow. Well, I'm streaming, so (laughs) I don't get to watch it until after the fact. I don't get to see the live stuff, but um, which makes me just a little sad. But uh, so yeah, that's dropping tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the stuff that had not yet been revealed ahead of time. Does that mean I'm finally going to get my uh, lady so I can play her and put her in my deck? Lady Olinda, yes. Yes. So that, yeah, that's it. Now we can start our other topic. I would love to talk about a card game, but... You don't care for collector card games, do you? Not at all. No, I don't think... <laughs> not anymore. No, not anymore. I mean, I tried, like I said, I tried Legend... I tried Legend of the Five Rings, but it was not what we were looking for, because, you know, I sort of have a strict idea of what I'm looking for in a card game. Um, but hey, it is what it is, you know? There are plenty of games out there to play, and plenty of new ones coming out. Yep. All right, so wish list. Kathy, what is your first hobby wish list for next year? You know what? It's more like a resolution. I just... Oh, it's not resolution time yet. That's later. Oh, I know. I know. I, I don't have a wish list. I have too much stuff that I need to do now. Um, I guess I'd like to... You know, play more, but again, that's like a resolution. Um, I literally have no, no. Well, I guess I want uh, stuffed fables. 
the uh, the board game with the uh, the stuffed animal miniatures. And th I think that's a fantasy flight game. No, no, it's not. It's not. Sorry. Uh, I don't remember who makes stuffed fables, but it's cute. It's cute. And, uh, and I want it. So, you know, that's really all I can think of because otherwise I'm just too busy doing, you know, painting other people's stuff and, you know, to actually do anything. Yeah, I I, I have no, no hobby holiday. <laughs> You're killing us, Kathy. You're killing us. Like, <laughs> you don't want to see anything, you know, surprising and cool or, or something from one of the games that you're interested in? or I What I'd like to see is more people playing the physical version of Champions so that I can go to the game store or have somebody over or go to a friend's house and play that game in the physical version well, instead of just playing on the app. That counts. Tea's ready. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jim's making me tea. Um, yeah, I. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say. Well, I guess you get this to Gonzo and I and comment on our crazy ideas. I could absolutely comment on your crazy idea. I could. I could uh, expound on the whole. Uh, you know, all the new paint lines that have come out that I'm not interested in because I already have paint that I like, so why the hell would I go out and buy all these other lines of paint that are coming out? It's ridiculous. Like, it like, is what, a good what, idea. Like, what, what, what kind of business model makes people think that they're going to compete with the big dogs? Like, like do you, are you actually offering something? Like, Scale City 5 came out and actually offered very good metallics and some other really good paints, um, you know, that are competitive. But... Shit ton of people making good metallic paints out there. Yeah. You don't need more other better good metallic paints. They're they're good. The ones that are out there, if you don't know how to use them, it's because you still need to practice, not because you need more different paint. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Do you know how to mix paints to make a different color? Because you well, should. Most well, people don't, well, and I'm fine with that. That most people don't care to mix paints. You know, that's. That's fine. That's one of the things I love about my painting hobby is is being able to mix paints and match colors mm -hmm. that I see. You know, if I see a color scheme, I absolutely will be able to match it with the paints that I have. You know, I don't need to go hunting for the specific special, you know, teal, the perfect teal green. Not turquoise, not aqua, but teal, you know. And it's, it's a special name of some random character from somebody else's game line instead of just Teal. Um, I can okay, match that. But, teal. Kathy, that teapot is loud. Hold on, guys. Jim? Let me just take care of that. I don't know what, the, what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's loud. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Um, well, Kathy's getting that settled. Uh, John, give us one of yours. Um, man, I'd really like uh, Ninja Division slash Soda Pop to actually deliver on uh, Relic kicks. Knights uh, 2.0, but that's probably not going to happen. But their Kickstarter, you knew that was not going to happen. No, no, they delivered all their previous Kickstarters to that to, to the point where I ordered on that one. They were good about it. They were late. Which I'm fine with. Late but delivered is good. 
but uh, now it looks like they are in financial trouble and it won't happen. So, um, you know, I would like them to deliver, but I'm not holding my breath, you know. Talk about late and delivered. I finally got my Infinity RPG <laughs> this week. Um, now this is roughly... Yeah, my wrist says that's been a while. Three years ago? Two, probably at most. Um, Hold on, I'm sure I can find out. Yeah, look at the Infinity Kickstarter. Well, I've got the internet, it can tell me here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, because I held off for the GM screen. I wanted the hardback GM screen. Oh, see, yeah, that'll, that'll do it, unfortunately. You asked for something... Uh... Yeah. Well, what was funny is they sent me a message going, hey, your GM screen's on your way. And I'm like, hey, where's my RPG? And they're like, we don't show you have an RPG that's supposed to come to you. And I'm like, well, here's my money taken out, and here's my order, and here's my Kickstarter backer. And they're like, oh, um, hey, here it comes. So I finally got that. That's cool. So I spent a little bit of time reading on that and stuff and going through it and so on and so forth. That's something I'm definitely going to be very leery about getting into anymore. Is a lot of Kickstarter stuff is disappearing. I feel like we could do another episode about that. So uh, we could let's we, let's uh, <laughs> let's shelve that and uh, we'll, we'll 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 shelve that and uh, talk about that later. Yeah, because yeah. Kickstarter. Maybe next week. Tune in. Maybe next week. So uh, all right, uh, John, we got another one. Oh, I'm sure I got another one. Uh, I want uh, very, some very cool expansions for uh, Warmer Quest Blackstone Fortress. Ooh, yeah. I want cool alien races and maybe some old favorites coming back. Maybe even uh, a rebox of the guys from uh, uh, Rogue Trader. That'd be a good way to get them back in circulation if Rogue Trader gets hard to find. Uh, get them some more rules in there. That'd be cool to add. Uh, I just want to see them, you know, do their customary additions to that. And I don't want to see just full box sets because that's uh, that's a lot of money. You know, dropping a buck fifty every time a box set comes out is a lot of money. I want to see some some expansions too, some, you know, thirty, forty dollar or so expansions, you know, let's get a couple characters in there. Speaking about GW characters, what do you think about that new that I wouldn't say new, but the noise marine that they're gonna be selling again? Uh, that guy is styling. I enjoy him. It looks like a noise marine. I would paint him like Ace Freely, which would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking at that. I was thinking he's got leopard skin pants, and uh, yeah, he's cool. I like uh, him. I love uh, what they did with integrating the bolter into the uh, the guitar properly at the bottom there. I'm like, that's very cool. You know, rather than it being like, oh, it also is a bolter. Like, that's kind of silly. I like having the bolter at the bottom. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I did I I like dig, the, dig the paint job. That's coming out. Just, you know. But did you see the new Slanesh stuff? Of course I did. <laughs> I like that, I, that heart player. <laughs> I sent that to my buddy Frank right away because I'm like, I thought of you when I saw this, Frank. It's pretty cool. It's... it's it's a model you send to people who are like, oh, GW's using their losing their edge on you know their slinish models. Like, uh, nope. no, they're not. They turned this guy into a fucking harp. Nope. Yep. You like the guy with the harp 
and the tendons coming out of his back is the uh, strings. Yeah. Love it. yeah. Uh, and and to talk about that, the Gene Steeler cult models are super cool. Motorbikes and a, and a quad. And then the guy with the uh, the assault plan table, and it's actually an assault on the Nottingham GW. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's, that's well played. I didn't realize it, and somebody said that, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. GW's just been on point. It's crazy. Yeah. No argument for me there. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, just throw in there. Uh Crimson 1919, uh, among other things, also wants Necromunded to stay, continue to see continued support. He does not want Kill Team to kill it. Uh, not much chance of that. It's still got legs. It's still they're still releasing stuff. They're actually re-releasing, you know, combined rule books and also they're still going with it. I wouldn't worry. It's just like with all their quote unquote specialist games, it's going to take a while to get all the support in there. Yeah. Kill Team is just easy, and right now it's printing money. Oh yeah. By the way, I just want to say, Gonzo, I like your building. It's looking really cool. Thanks. I'm going to, after I get all the black on every single one of these damn windows, I'm going to take a light dry brush, and then I'm going to take and get a little bit more yellow outside the windows a bit more. Yeah, a little cleanup too, but. Yeah. Well, I did a wash of it with uh, no oil to try to get it to darken it, and it just doesn't like this model very well. Really liking these scale seventy five. Uh, I have the purple tone and I have the strong tone, and if you mix them together, you can get a nice dark, uh, somewhat neutral color. I mean, it's not black, but it's still an, a, a really dark, you know, semi-neutral color. The uh, purple and the strong tone. The strong tone being a brown. I don't know why it doesn't say just like strong brown, but yeah. So, Gonzo, uh, uh, unfortunately, even uh, Null Oil wasn't going to make that dark as you wanted it to. That was a job for an actual wash, uh, an, actual, an actual ink, and then put a couple drops of dish soap in it so it pulls up properly in the recesses. And I'll tell you what, now that you mention that, this is what I like about this strong tone of scale 75, because I had never tried it before and Jim picked some up, but... I used it on these uh, Geller pocks. Mm -hmm. I did the priming, and then I did the wash of, uh, I mixed the two strong tones together and did the wash. And I did post, I don't know if I posted pictures on our Facebook. Uh, I did on mine, but you could really see the, it really got dark in the recesses, and I was, which is why I'm satisfied with it, because that's what I was looking for it to do. Cool. Kind of like an ink. You know, tinting the surface and then getting down into the recesses. Dark. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'm gonna have to do a different wash in it just to get it, you know, that get to darken everything up and everything and get it in the recesses. Just well, do... uh, honestly, what you're doing right now was was probably always gonna have to be done because those windows are just too big for anything else. Yeah. Well, I wanted it to, and this is just watered down uh, army painter black that I'm putting in, inside the windows. Because I tried to do it with null oil, but it just doesn't wasn't working on like this Not section. Yeah, it wasn't as dark, but I also I probably have to go back over it. But it wasn't pulling the way I liked, so I just made a black wash and just watered it down a lot. <clears throat> I think this, I mean, taking the long way around is going to look sharper. Yeah, I'll have to do some cleanup work and everything, but for oh yeah, absolutely. Part. But because I mean, always. yeah, I'll have to go in and get some gray and yeah, just touch ups. Yeah. So, uh, 
and so Crimson nineteen also said that he uh, would like uh, PP to bring back painting requirements for at least one of their tournament formats. Uh, I'll one up that. I want them to officially bring back hardcore because that was the painted format. Uh, I mean, I guess champions has to be painted. Is that right, Gonzo? Nope. Or is it only if they're streaming. Nothing has to be painted anymore. So, I mean, I like having the one format that is painted. I agree with him. One of them should have a painting requirement, and that should be the hardcoreest of the hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think there should there should always be one tournament format that requires painting. Always, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, if you make a line of paint as Privateer Press does, I don't understand why you wouldn't require people to paint their models for stuff. Yeah. Well, you can't record all the time because then you are ex- you're being exclusionary, and that is a hobby no-no. And this is a shout-out to everyone on Twitter who's like, yeah, you should paint all your models always. I guess um, it would be in everything, but for, you know, to require it for certain, like, nationals or something. Absolutely. It should have a format and shit the highest level should be, but in general, if you're going to try and force everyone to, to paint all their models, not- um, stop it. Not, Not everyone like wants to do that. You know, painted to a Golden Demon standard, you get that three-color minimum. Some people don't even <laughs> want to do that. You can't force them to do that, and they want to participate. Don't be exclusionary. We're we're a niche hobby. We cannot exclude people, and excluding people is bad anyways. That's how we're getting into this mess. Speaking societally, of course, but, you know, you want to include people. You know, you want to reward them for painting and encourage them to paint, but not force them to. Yeah, to me, if, if it's just whatever and like, okay, I'm going to take War Machine Weekend, for example. Sure. No, normal events, whatever, no big deal. Doesn't have to be painted. Invitational, yeah, you better be painted. Goddamn right. Um, if it is a hardcore format, yes, it better be painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be fully painted. To me, I think PP should have one format that requires fully painted. And honestly, all the you know in advance. Those are all known in advance. Yeah. For example, let's take a convention that requires all your models to be painted. I'm sure Kathy knows which ones I'm talking about. What? I have no problem with that because you know that coming in the door. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to Adepticon. My shit better be painted. You know oh, yeah. that. I mean, from if I step back and look at that from a good for the hobby community standpoint, uh, respectfully, it's fucking stupid. You can't be excluding people, but... You advertise it. They've made no qualms. They they put it out there. You know that's what they want. Yeah. So you understand that. And it, it it's okay. Like, it's fine. You know it's there. But overall, as a community, we need to not try to force people to do that which they do not wish. But anyways, you know. Crimson also says, oh, biggest item on my wish list, Vallejo Metal Color needs to make more gold colors. They have... 16 silver is one gold and one copper, and the gold isn't even good. Yeah, well, Kathy and I think have an answer to that. I would say my answer is uh, scale 75. Yeah, or, you know, uh, Secret Weapon has a couple of nice Ooh, yeah. golds. They have a light yep. gold, they have a dark gold. Uh, I've been really liking those. Plus, Vallejo makes that metal medium, so you could basically make a any shade of yellow you want into some type of gold. And- and their brass is super cool and honestly getting really close to gold. If you've seen Vallejo's brass color, it is really close to gold. Reaper also makes some good uh, mm-hmm. some good metallic paints. 
Absolutely. I mean, they're out there. You just got to go outside your... <laughs> I know it's supposed to be... Scale 75 is supposed to be really good, too. I'll give you a review when I get mine. I mean, when I use mine. They're, I, got, I got a whole bunch right here. Uh, I will definitely give you guys a review when I use them, but uh, that's a little ways away. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, but no, that's good. I mean, if you want it in your company, that's a good wish list item. Hey, Vallejo, make more gold. You've got... That's 47 million greens. I would love to find a darker gold that is uh, has a bit of purple to it. Mm. I mean, yeah. obviously not like purple metallic. That's not what I mean. But you get a nice dark, you know, brownish gold color. It, gold has always been one of the most problematic ones, you know, to make and make it really good. Because even, even GW has had problems with golds in the past. Mm-hmm. But all you really need is, you know, a dark, a medium, a light. Uh, you take some washes. Obviously, if you if you put your wash over your entire metallic color, it's going to dull it down so it's not really very shiny anymore. I actually learned that from Dave Taylor because I paint non-metallic metal. I rarely use metallic paints. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to put your glasses up your head. I actually paint non-metallic metals. But when I do paint with metallics, I use secret weapon miniatures acrylics. They, they do good stuff. <laughs> but they're out there. You know, they're, they're out there. You can find them. But, uh, again, good wish list item because Vallejo doesn't make it. You would use Vallejo because, hey, they're quality. Yep. Uh, also, Crimson just... FYI, the uh, the secret weapon metallics are very smooth as well. And also, I would look into if you like the uh, the Vallejo metallics, look into the uh, the metal medium. And I know you probably can't read it because that's out of focus, but I'm holding it up to the camera anyways. Um, the metal medium is fantastic. You can mix it with any color, and if you mix it with a yellow or a dark yellow or a brown, you'll be able to use it as a gold. Or a dark gold. Absolutely. And if you uh, use it by itself, it's a fantastic highlight. Uh, Gonzo, what's your uh, next uh, hobby wish for the for the holidays and all? Um, someone already took it. I really, 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 really wish PP would make dropper bottles. Wow. Um. It's just, since using dropper bottles for everything else, I'm like, it's so easy. It saves me money. Um, I really wish they would go to dropper bottles. I understand why they can't, because I've already got all the production. And But it is so much better. I save tons of paint. It's so much easier to do. Um, but I doubt they're going to do it. It's a wish, so I'm allowed to wish. I'd want up you. I'd rather... I'd rather GW did it. I would love for GW to yeah. do dropper bottles. I hate... It's thick, though, for dropper bottles, it seems like. Well, well, that seems like a good time for GW to do their standard innovative new dropper bottle. Like, they've made so many other weird paint bottle shapes. Make some dropper bottles. But I know, since they've got two different hobby project boxes coming out with hexagonal shapes and all for old and new paints, they ain't doing that anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my one big complaint about GW Paints is they've got some really good colors, but you got to use that shit up quick or it's just going to, those things are going to dry out in a heartbeat. Store them upside down. E either way. I, I shouldn't have to store them. 
if you store them upside down, if they don't close all the way, the paint on the rim dries and it actually seals it the rest of the way. Correct. But if you want to say something about that, um, oh, I have, have to, yeah, those those pot bottles and they've got so many of them they can't. I'm sure they can't afford to just change them. I have this lich purple citadel color lich purple. Oh, that's coat to arms. Yes, that's coat to arms paint. I mean, those are. Those are old as hell, Gonzo. Stop showing your gray. <laughs> yeah. These things, and what I think is funny is eye irritant and flammable. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and these are still good. Other Citadel stuff and the new, like I have a yellow wash that is still good from this. Well, and Keep in mind, you still had to take care of those bottles because if you got paint in the rim, it would still not uh, close yeah. properly. It would dry out. So Yeah. 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 Not as, but I mean, the, the new bottles, horrible. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, so if GW honest, did, they're did that. way better than the older bottles, the middle bottles, the hex ones. Where, yeah, yeah, and then they had to change them and have the uh, the flip top version of them so they wouldn't be as bad. I remember sending out a million of those as replacements. Yeah, I have those right in I, front of me. I was working at Games Workshop and we had to send those out. It was great fun. Not, not. Oh, look, it's black ink. Oh wow, that's old. Yeah. That would have so, right now. Yep. <laughs> I have purple ink. I think I only have chestnut ink. I have blue ink. I no. have dark green ink. Oh, still full. Uh, yellow ink. Brown. Right. Red. And magenta. Um, something else I'd like to see... Um, <laughs> tournaments. I would yeah. like to see PP kind of reel in their tournaments a bit. Um, and you're like, what? The steamroller packet works really well. There's a few things that just bug the crap out of me about False. it. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, is, and it's not PP's fault per se, it's other people. But the concessions for drops, the concessions for tournament standings, because um, I've seen it actually been worked to someone else's advantage. Do I need to talk about Dropgate? Yeah, it's, it's a big thing right now. But strength of schedule is the problem. Not that people drop. It's a strength of schedule that's a problem. Not really. There's an easy way around it. <clears throat> Win all your games and strength of schedule doesn't matter. Correct, but here's the thing. Been playing in the what I've been playing in, and getting all the points. You lose one game. I need to get a high strength of schedule so I can get the points from the invitational. Blah blah blah, and get that in. It's. I understand that it's there, but for some reason, it's always bugged me. <laughs> Did someone say something? Use painting as a tiebreaker. That's actually been pretty funny because some people have said that before. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, painted, not painted, tiebreaker. Yeah. But uh, so uh, my next one's actually PP related and vaguely steamer related, and it's going to get a tiny bit ranty. So apologies in advance to everyone. And it's kind of player based. I'm going to lean in for the beginning and I'll back off. Stop telling everyone they have to play 75 points of War Machine or they're doing it wrong. There are other points values available. Let them fucking play them. (laughs) 
<laughs> we had a situation where someone's like, hey, you know, my daughter plays D and D up at the shop on Wednesdays. I was gonna break out some models since you guys are there and just play some, you know, small like uh, fifty point games. And the first guy, next pressing here, is like, you can't play fifty points. Seventy five is where it works. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, you cannot say that. You can play the correct response is. Yes, sure, Jan. I'm sure someone there would be willing to play. Hey, guys, we're watching this thread. Does anyone want to play Jan at less than 75 points? I would love to play Jan. Jan! We're playing. Sorry, Devil Squid. I, I'm sorry, Devil Squid. I outed you. <laughs> uh, I told him I would happy. I'll, I'll try and get some models together and play him. I mean, for fuck's sake. That's not okay. I don't care what game you're playing. Whatever point you fucking hold sacred as this is the right way to play, it's fucking wrong. Play at whatever fucking point you want to, whatever points the guy is going to play at. If he only wants to play that, then let's just play it. He wants a smaller game, wants a quicker game. Just do it. Make some cool stuff up. Diversify your fucking self. Get more people playing. Get more interested. Especially if it's somebody that's just coming back or new or isn't ready for 75 points. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they've got all the models in the universe. If they want to play less, yeah. hey, think about it. Maybe play some less. Don't say, well, you can't do that. And the reason you say you can't do that is because the steamroller packet is made specifically for that points value. No, well, it's not. Sure. Though. It, actually, to a fair point, it kind of is because you need to have all these diverse types of units to control the various different flags and zones and shit and you know what sure absolutely that's a fucking problem with steamroller being the only way to play the fucking game <laughs> seriously yeah there, there are plenty of people outside of that you can make up scenarios find the old steamroller scenarios for fuck's sake there are plenty of ways to play this game do not start excluding people because they want to play less points jesus christ man we ain't got people to spare like that especially not in war machine yeah we definitely don't have a lot of people to spare. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that whoever that guy is that says that you can't play it because 75 is the only way to play it, I would have looked at this guy and says, uh, no, you can play at any point value because we thought about doing a, you know, the double one and, and it's a community thing. It's not just that person. So don't, you know, I'm not just saying it is. But it's a community thing. Nobody wants to play anything unless it's 75 points because the game is based around a tournament-style setting. Which is the reason the game is failing. I don't want, I don't want to put it... didn't want to put that final point on it, but that's the reason why the game is failing. It's why you're having less people show up for things. I mean, Warmish Weekend tends to up. Awesome. Did not expect it. It is exactly the opposite of what I expected. In local stores, the shit's going down. Yeah. All of our local stores have completely sold everything they could and have so little stock in, and they'll order it for you. They got some stuff. They keep them their releases. They're trying, but god damn, you can't be doing that. This is this is why. This is, and honestly, it's kind of PP's fault. It's not entirely. A little bit's the damn. It's it's players, and they need to be more inviting and all that. But PP has let taken took over Steamworks and wanted to have more control over it. Well, you know, Hacksaw had a really good mind. Maybe he couldn't keep up with it. Maybe time constraints were his. But you guys have made it super complicated. Sure, you need to have points because you need units and you need dudes and you need solos and you need jacks and all to control the various things. Maybe you need to remember the first rule of 
of, of engineering in general, which is keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. More complicated thing... you make it, there's some rich gameplay in it, absolutely. There's a lot of cool parts to it. You could but as still... the only way to play, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as, as long as I've been playing a lot, it's a lot. You can still play the tournament packet at a 50-point level. There is no reason why you can't. You just now have to now look at your list and go, oh, I need to take certain solos. I need to take this. I need to take that because I've got to have all those things to do that. So you're having to redesign your list. Not a problem, in my opinion. I think that's a good thing to do. Absolutely. But I think... Get outside the box and innovate? Oh. But I think another player telling someone that they can't play unless it's 75, that's horseshit. Yes. And it's not even a player who shows up on fucking Wednesday nights at the store. (laughs) Oh. Oh, sorry. I'm a little... Someone someone say something happy. God damn it. I like puppies. Yes, puppies are awesome. (laughs) But that player, I would have said, listen, that's just stupid. I I was going to message him directly because we are Facebook friends, and he is a cool dude. I like the dude. But I realized, and double realized now, I can't say anything coherent to him. Because when anything I start starts off with me cursing my brains out, that's not conducive to having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. So I'm going to lay off. I'm going to try and get some models together. Maybe not this week. It's a little weird week. Uh, but I'm going to try and get some models together. Maybe Jan and I can play a game. Yeah. I- I'm happy to play at other points. I'm trying to get back into the game. I'm trying to rekindle my love of War Machine. I've been told I may be overthinking the problems with the game and that I'd probably enjoy it if I played it. I mean, I'd like to argue with that. I really can't. I probably am. I have this overthinking problem occasionally. But I'm passionate about it, and it pisses me off. Yeah. And... Uh, that, that person, I, I would have been like, yeah, I'll play you 50 points. Bring it over. Give me okay. a second. got to figure out a 50-point list because I've never I haven't played 50 points in forever because, of course, I'm a tournament player. So I, I guess I turned it into my tournament wish, my, my, my holiday wish of I want Privateer Press to put out another packet, a casual packet, something where different points values are encouraged, and it's a lot more about just playing the actual game and having fun. Ooh, what if they did, uh, and this is just going off of the rails, because you remember when they had force organizations where you had to take minimum two troops, minimum headquarters, minimum, you know, that? Yeah, 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 like, like, like every other game does. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if they did that with PP. Like, okay, you have to take a Warcaster Warlock, but the, you had to take a minimum of two troops. You had to take a minimum of two war beasts, war jacks. Well, you, well, you can actually really next level that because you can... Let's say, use Age of Sigmar. We will play Age of Sigmar. And the requirement for that's are very little. No more than X of this. No more than Y of this. And you have to have so many of your battle line. Your core guys. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to fight. Hey, that's that immediately starts solving a lot of spamming problems. Can you spam all the Jacks universe if you have to take some Winter Guard? Because Winter Guard are required. Because they're your basic troops. And maybe that's a good, and I don't, they're not going to do this. This is pie in the sky. Yeah, yeah. we're all wishing, so it's okay. Because, you know, because that makes it like, oh, how do theme lists change? Now theme lists become, oh, this is a super jack theme list. You don't have to take the troops, but you have to take mechanics to keep your jacks running, and you yeah. cannot, you know, they can limit them that way. But PP is all about letting people play everything. And, I mean, that's, I thought that was good when, when they first started doing it, but it turns out it's wrong. It's bad. And, man, that's counterintuitive as fuck, but it is. 
because I look at GW basically going, yeah, we know this is a cool rule and you like it, it's how it's written, but fuck you, it promotes a negative game ex- play experience for people, and we're not letting it go. So what would you what would you say since we're wish listening and stuff that um, format force organization format here at seventy five points because we're just going to go seventy five points because no matter which theme list you bring you have to take Isn't a minute. This how this started? Well, hold on. No, I'm joking. I'm joking yeah. with you. Um, that at seventy five points you have to take a minimum of one troop, two solos. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, there's lists I made that wouldn't necessarily qualify for that, but. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, some people are going to cheese it up still, but, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You can only control people so much. Yeah, well, it'd be an interesting format. Yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, and you could even change it up based on it. I mean, I like the Highlander format. Oh, there can be only one. Where you, where you, where you can only you take one unit with a unit attachment, if possible, one solo, you know, no more than one of each jack or beast. You know, you fill out your your one 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 one, and then you can fill up your Jackson Beast with the rest, but still no doubles. That'd be a great fifty point format, wouldn't it? Yep. So there you go. I want I, I want Perfect Press to innovate some cool formats for War Machine. Okay, now they can innovate it all that they want, God but are players going to do it? How about that? Well, look. So I'll say this straight up, from by my heart, if they don't embrace it. Then when this game fails, remember, it's your fucking fault. At that point, you can no longer blame it on the company. Yeah, maybe they were a little late, but damn it, they tried. If we don't try too, the game will fail. It'll be on us. There'll be no bitching and pissing and whining. Oh, they did this and that. No, you know what? They gave us a chance, and we fucking didn't take it. They reached out their hands and said, this is, we can do casual again. Here's how we're going to do casual Help us out, guys. And you're like, nope. We only Seriously, want hardcore tournament play. And that's, I think that's the problem, and I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm i worried. Really am. But it's okay. I got a million other games to play. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, what other wish list? Because we only got like five minutes, and we have a robust... Amount of movies to talk about. John has six. I have at least four. Seven. Well, why don't we just, uh, you know, no, that down. no, we got like five minutes. Uh, I'm out of f bombs. I use them all. <laughs> all of that one rant. Yeah, I think you. God, I should have saved that up for a, for a minis and movies. That'd have been a hell of a rant. It'd been 15 <laughs> minutes me ranting about that, and nothing quick. Nothing actually happens. My my eyes kind of glazed over a little since I don't play War Machine. That's um, fair, Kathy. I, I I don't blame you at all because if <laughs> when you start talking when you guys start talking about uh, you know wherever Age of Champions Sigmar thing, I I sort of veg a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Someone talks about a game you don't know. I mean, like that's cool. I'm gonna go veg a little bit. Oh, oh. there's one more thing on Riot, Riot Quest. Quest. Don't know what he's talking about. Uh, isn't that that game they're making? Oh. I have no clue. Isn't that the... Uh, what's that PP game? Isn't that that PP game they're making? I have no clue. I bet yeah. if I spelled right, right. Uh, Is it even a website? 
Boom! Now it's it's they they announced it on there that it's a game they're making. It is uh, it's a new miniatures game from Privateer Press. I don't know the details of it, but uh, it was in their keynote address. Oh, that's right. Because I really don't care. Don't know. Uh oh. Uh, Kathy just lost internet from a uh, ice storm and rain. Oh. I didn't get that message. Oh, there's the message. All so, right. So, Kathy's out for a little bit. Um, we'll let her... Too bad. Win. She actually had one... Well, I mean, great British bake-off. I mean, how much... <laughs> no, fair enough. If, if you like that stuff, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, right, Quest. Um, I'm interested to see what it is. I like PP diversifying themselves. Um, yeah, interested to see what it is. I mean, I, I'm not sure it's going to make a spot on my on my list because my list is robust... To use Gonzo's earlier word about our, our media section, the list of games I'm interested in is robust. Uh, even if I cross off Relic Knights from it, which I have, um, I'd actually like uh, my last wish list thing real quick would be I hope that uh, the guy who runs Dark Age finds a new place to, new home for it company wise, and he does not get sucked down by Cool Me You're Not being assholes. And it's actually a pretty good game. I was really yeah. upset that it's not that. And I played a lot. They're sort of getting hurt by, I mean, let's be honest, Cool Meter Not is shiny quarter as fuck. Yeah. And they're bad for the industry. I hate to say it that bluntly. I know people who used to work there. They tell me it's bad to work for, too, that they have the wrong business model, and it's unfortunate, but let's move on. Gonzo, you got a last one? You got two minutes. Nah, that's about it. I mean, I just, I really hope that a lot of people um, get to play a lot of games. Yeah. If you guys are listening to this recorded, you know, shoot us uh, an email, uh, more than dice of podcast at gmail.com. <coughs> Hit us up on Twitter individually or, or as more than dice or find us on Facebook. Tell us what you want to see your true hobby, hobby, uh, you know, your cool hobby stuff you want to see for the next year is. You know, we like to hear from you guys. We, we want to hear what you guys have to think about it too. Maybe you see something or not. Maybe you want John to stop ranting all the time because, I mean, let's just say I'm full of rants, but <laughs> let us know. All right, we're going to head over to the media section since we got... You got seven, and I got four or five. I can't remember. I'll have to look. Uh, Kathy is out. Um, oh, seven. I got a list somewhere. So list. John's face is kind of all over the place. Uh, I mean, it usually is. I have hey. one, two, three, four right now. Uh, I have seven, but one of those is uh, solo. Uh, my opinion has not changed. It is still dark and still enjoyable. Uh, still like the same thing, still dislike the same things. There you go. Solo, done. Gonzo? <laughs> um, I went and saw Fantastic Beasts uh, 2. Um, this... The Electric Boogaloo? Yeah, the Electric Boogaloo one. Um, and uh, went and saw it with a friend that really, 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 really likes Potter stuff. And I had to ask a lot of questions because they did a lot of like I said, they did a lot of changing to the story. There is a shocker at the end. I'm not going to say because it just came out. Um, so it's kind of interesting uh, about what's going on. Um, I was never hugely into the Potter universe. Love it. Not you know, not worried about it. Not you know, upset. Um, Harry Potter is the Star Wars for that generation. That's just how it is. Um, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no diss or nothing about it. Love, love the Harry Potter universe. Um, 
the the movie suffers for uh, suffers with a problem and it's hard to pinpoint it's really cool there's a lot of cool things that go on a lot of cool actors um a lot of cool characters but one of the problems with it is it tries to go all over the place so there's too much going on and too much happening which is yeah just try to do too much with it um Otherwise, it's a it was a really good Harry Potter book uh, movie. Excuse me. Um, I find it interesting that she's bridging the gap between certain movies and filling some of the story. Um, like I said, there is a huge shocker spoiler at the end of it um, that actually changes up the Potter universe. Uh, hey guys. Hey Kathy. <laughs> hey Kathy. Yeah, the modem needed to restart. There was power power fluctuation. No problem. Because uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about Fantastic Beast Two, and you missed uh, my entire new review of Solo. It's still good. Oh, oh good. <laughs> then I'm not spoiled. Um, but my biggest I'll be totally unbiased. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I guess my biggest issue with the whole thing is they try to do too much with the show. There's too much happening, too many side stories. Um. And just try to fit too much into it. Uh, it was very long. I thought it was interesting that it is the weakest of all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, wow. Uh, didn't make as much money as they thought they would. And they planned for six of them. So, that's... I mean, they'll still probably get there, but they're going to have to pull some... Yeah. They're going to pull some stuff out. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Or it's either six or five. I can't remember. But either way, it's still going to be... It was still good. Still enjoyable. Um... Cool things happen. I had to ask, who's that character? Why is that character important to the story? And then they're like, well, oh, it's because of this reason. Because I don't know the Harry Potter universe as well. Also, remember, franchise fatigue is a thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it was cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of good thing. Um, it wasn't as fun, and I quote, put my fingers around fun, as Fantastic Beast 1. Uh, because you're learning about the characters. There's all these cool little creatures. You know, there's a, there's a fun part to it. Um, this one was more serious, darker. Um, Part two is often the weakest of the yeah. of the trilogy, with a couple of rare exceptions. Empire, um, Road Warrior. <laughs> but for the most part, it was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I'd be pushing one and a half to Space Herpes. Um, but for the most part, it was still good. Go watch it if you like Harry Potter stuff. You'll definitely enjoy it, especially if you like all the details and the surprise ending. Definitely go see it. Cool. Uh, my second one is also a sequel. Uh, I'm talking these out of order. We actually watched four of them while we were playing Blackstone Fortress on Friday, and then another one we're hanging out, and this is the one we're hanging out on Saturday. Uh, I saw the extended edition of Deadpool 2. Okay. Um, obviously, I saw Deadpool 2 in the theater, enjoyed it, uh, still enjoy it. Um, parts of it are not as strong the second time around. I'll be honest, some of the jokes are first time, they're super good. Second time, they're not quite as good. Um, we were having conversations during it, so I wasn't giving it 100% of my uh, attention. attention, but I did notice thing like the uh, if you guys watch it, pay attention to the music where they're fighting Juggernaut. It is hilarious. Yes, it is. And I didn't notice it at first. And then How did you like, not notice that? I was in trance what was going on. Um... <laughs> The extended stuff is very cool for the most part. Some of it is unnecessary, but still cool. Um, a couple more scenes of Juggernaut and Russell, which was cool. Uh, but overall, still good. Um, I think I gave it 
one shot of, or so one shot one uh, space herpy coming out of the gate. I gave it one and a half on a rewatch. It's not quite as good as it was the first time, but the good parts are still really good, and some of the jokes still hit very funny. Some of them just not as well the second time around. Yeah, it's uh, the weaker of the two. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> the sequel is often weaker than the original, except in rare cases. Yep. John Wick 2? Yeah. Uh, you want to hit another one there, Gonzo? Actually, Kathy can go with her great baking one in case she loses connection connectivity again. Uh, well, I... People may or may not know. I might have already mentioned that Jim and I have been uh, watching the Great British Baking Show on Netflix, and we watched the last four episodes of season two, I think. I don't even remember one of the seasons. So the the fin- the finale was was last night, and uh, and it it just makes us want to actually get a bunch of stuff and and get some recipes off the internet and make some things from scratch. Bake uh, stuff. Bake yeah. all the things. We're totally going to uh, make a chicken pot pie next week. We are well every year we do. Christmas. What day? I'm coming over. Oh. I love chicken pot pie so much. I'll let you know, because I'm certain you'll be knocking on my door <laughs> in much the same way that you feed me donuts. I mean, I'll bring donuts with me if I come. Don't worry about that. There'll be donuts. Excellent. Are they, And, of course, they'll be cream-filled, because... They're marshmallow-filled. Oh, even better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, the other... The other, I don't need to tell other people how awesome the Great British Baking Show is. It seems like most people already know that and that Jim and I are kind of late to the party. If it's your jam, this is def- if that kind of show is your jam, this is definitely your jam. I never even thought that show was my kind of jam. And Jim has never watched a cooking show except for when he accidentally landed on Martha Stewart on PBS a couple times. And you- the results were delicious. I used, to, I mean, obviously, I used to watch Good Eats. Uh, I would watch uh, Guy Fieri's show on Sun on Sunday morning, waiting for the uh, wife to wake up. Um, I do enjoy a good cooking show once in a while. Um, but it, you know, the best thing to say about that is you didn't know it was your jam. This is a good example. People get out there and watch different things yeah. once in a while. You got like I'm eating dinner. Let me just watch something random on Netflix once in a while. If you're not and eating something, try it. something. I just saw it on PBS, and the only reason that. Jim and I started watching it together is because we had watched the whole series of the curious creations of Christine McConnell, which was, you know, her doing cooking stuff on this show, but it also had like these crazy uh, puppet characters and stuff. And it was like, had this sort of Adam's family, dark horror sort of feel to it at the same time. And it was a great, like, Halloween thing, but really it's great anytime. Like if you like the Adams Family and you like cooking shows and puppets, um, it's very whimsical. And she has some really great ideas. So we finished watching that. We binged it all in one night. And then we watched the first episode of the British Baking Show because it just happened to be in the Netflix menu. And I'm like, oh, let's watch this. And all the things that they were, it was like cake day or pastry day or something. And 
all the things they were doing in that episode were the things that we saw Christine doing in the in that series previously. All the using an airbrush to apply your uh, all your colors, you know, your food coloring, using uh, pigment powders with vodka as your setting thing, which we use pigment powders with rubbing alcohol on our models. Yeah, but um, you could drink the vodka. You can't drink the rubbing alcohol. Right. So we're like, why? I mean, why do we not? Use, why do we not use vodka for this? <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, so, and then they had modeling chocolate, which is like, oh, there's chocolate that you can sculpt into whatever shape. So all these oh. things were we're looking at each other like, wait, this is hobby related. And so all the things that were in Christine McConnell were in this happened to be in this first episode of the Great British Baking Show. So we were already primed for it. You know, so we just kept watching. We just kept going. And then when that season ended, we kept going. <laughs> and now we're like, I want to make cakes and pies and, you know, savory bread puddings and, you know, chicken pot pies. You sound like Sally Field in, in, in uh, Smokey the Bandit after they jumped the bridge. Like, I want to jump something else. I want to jump that. Jump everything. Oh my God, I love Smokey and the Bandit and Sally Field. <laughs> <laughs> just seemed appropriate. Uh, no, Crimson nineteen nineteen. You cannot use modeling chocolate as a green stuff replacement. Why it not? Will, it'll melt. But you can lick it off then. <sighs> yes, but your your green stuff replacement has still melted, and that is uh, no bueno. But you can lick it off and then put more in. Okay, I tell you what. Make some green stuff. Wash your hands. Then eat the chocolate separately. I mean, you could do that, I guess. Uh, practice safe hobbying. Hashtag hobby safe. You just sculpt your space marines from scratch, and when they die, like you know they will, you eat them. I like where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> and then the vodka is on the side with the pigment powder, which is also food safe. Yep, uh, Gonzo, you better save us. This is going down a very strange hole. Uh, all right. Uh, the next thing I watched <laughs> was um, I watched a show called Brainchild. Uh, and Brainchild is a, being a teacher, I always like to find good shows I can watch with my kids at school when I get a chance. And Brainchild is kind of like a, I wouldn't say a Mythbusters for kids, but a science show for kids. And it's kid-friendly and brings kid topics into it. I binge-watched the entire thing. That's some really cool things to go on. They were like, you know, why does our brain freeze up when we're, you know, trying to think of an answer? You know? So. <laughs> I wonder that every day. They, they talk about it. It was a really good show. I really, really enjoyed um, as a good kid science show. Uh, they don't sugarcoat anything. They, you know, there's some silly stuff. Uh, the host is pretty funny. Um, their science lady they have on there, which I think is even funnier, is a lady that podcasts and does baking shows. Oh, cool. Um, I can't remember. Allie Ward. Uh, a lot of science goes into baking. Yeah. That's very true. But they, they, they look on some myths and try to figure out, you know, what's going on and... Like positive thinking. Why is positive thinking such a thing you should be doing when, right before you take a test? And they do experiments to, you know, figure it out. It was really cool. Uh, if you got a younger kid, uh, I'd say, you know, fifth grade or younger, give it to them. 
Let him go for it. Watch it. Uh, I enjoyed it as an adult. I thought it was a great discussion, but I'm also a teacher, so I like to find things, and I love science, and it was really cool. They had a lot of cool things going for it. Um, I will give it zero space herpes because it is educational and good. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to go through the ones that I'm going to talk less about because they're ones I've seen a million times and uh, was sort of doing stuff at the same time. Uh, next up, uh, I'm going to relate this one to Deadpool 2 uh, and Deadpool where, you know, four or five moments, right? That's all you need to be a hero, four or five moments. <laughs> uh, the reason this movie is related because it only had four or five good moments in it. And that movie is Escape from L.A., Oh my God! Uh, Brendan asked for Escape from New York, and uh, Al Marshall decided to put on Escape from L.A., which literally only has four or five good moments. Um, man, the graphics do not do not hold up at all. Uh, the dialogue is at points fucking painful. <laughs> um, the acting in it at points is so completely over the top; it's crazy. Um. It has some enjoyable parts, but God, I can't really recommend watching the whole movie. Uh, parts I like is there's uh, Bangkok rules parts where he sort of tricks the guys and shoots them all, throws the can up. You know, this hits the ground, draw. So he throws the can up, shoots them all, then hits the ground, then he says draw. That's a vintage snake Pliskin. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple cool scenes like where he like you know does some you know you know, walk away from a guy, guys taller than names. It's actually funny, so it's a it's a shaved head uh, Robert Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Unrecognizable. Just, like, walk away. Like, when I look back, just assault rifles, you know, just, just rifles him from away, you know, burst. It's super cool. Uh, and then there's a couple of cool scenes. The ending has some very cool moments to it, but overall, this movie is not good. Uh, yeah, it's cringeworthy at points. Um, I don't know what John Carpenter was doing at this point. I think he had lost it. Uh, but hey, he's willing to get a paycheck. And I mean, Kurt Russell stays in character for the most part the whole time, but he can't. He and the rest of some of this cast, Steve Buscemi and all, cannot save this movie. Uh, three and a half space herpes. Man, it's not good. No bueno? No, no bueno. Like, I, I can't. Like I said, I can't really recommend spending the time to watch it. Uh, in the background, maybe. Don't pay too much attention to it. It'll make your brain hurt. Just noise. Just watch. Just watch Escape from New York instead. It is pretty much a remake, and it's not better at all. Somehow the graphics in Escape from New York hold up better at some points than it does Escape from L.A., which is crazy, because they're like fucking 20 years apart. What's your next one, Gonzo? Um, I watched the uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ha! Um, those first two. I've still only watched the first two. I love those first two. Stop. Don't watch the rest of them. Fair. Um, so we decided to watch that. Um, it, Joe. it is the first two episodes are hilarious. They're good. They're right worth it. They're very much where you expect the show to be. Did James Franco not have the worst day ever? Um, ever. <laughs> Let's just say overall the show gives me one two two i'm gonna go with two to two and a half space herpes episode one and two zero the rest of excuse me we're really bad 
they were not good. They were pretty boring. It, if you like singing, you might try and give the first part less than zero. Yeah. Like musicals and stuff, you might try and get the first part less than zero. It was really good. One and two, zeros all across the board. The rest of them were pretty boring and bad. That's too uh, bad. It is. Because yeah. I thought I was looking for some more. I was like, for episode one and two, awesome. Episode three. It, it's actually kind of good. It means I don't have to spend any more time watching it. I can continue to finish the first season of The Flash. I'm still yeah. trying to get through. I uh, highly recommend watching episode one and two. The rest of them, I Unless you just want to see some cool actors and some cool... If you love westerns, maybe it's your thing. But if you don't love, love westerns... Just give it. Not worried about it. You're not going to like it. (laughs) You would like the first two, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But then I liked Cowboys and Aliens. I enjoyed Cowboys and Aliens, too. Yeah. So... um, Okay. um, So... That's how to go. Just watch episode one and two, guys. There you go. Uh, next one is The Rundown, which is The Rock and uh, Sean William Scott and uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, it's good. I love this movie. It is, I've seen it enough times that it is the perfect background movie. There's there's only a couple scenes that I stop and watch that are awesome. Good, solid, quick action flick. Doesn't try and have too much of a premise. Doesn't try and overstay its premise. Uh, decent comedy. Uh, sort of sh- pro- this for the one where Brock proved he can both do action and still do some comedy there. He's sort of the straight man to the comedy. Some good one-liners here or there. Uh, enjoyable. Uh, I give it uh, one and a half space herpes. You know, it's really good. Nothing groundbreaking, but I mean, that cast and that that solid action. It's Definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. Uh, I enjoy the crap out of it. I own it. Oh, El Marshall put it on all the time because we both love that movie and we can quote half of it. <laughs> Gonzo, want to hit us another one? <coughs> um, I tried watching the documentary Dogs. Um, I'm a huge dog fan. I have three. Um, and so the documentary is supposed to be about people and their dogs. Uh, dogs that do wonderful things, dogs that interact, so on and so forth. And I was like, cool, I don't mind watching about dogs. It's boring. Uh. <laughs> it's not about the dogs. Um, it's definitely not about the dogs. And I was pretty upset with it. Um, I, we, we watched, I watched two hours of it and turned it off. And then there were a bunch more episodes with it, too. Uh, oh, wow. Because it's a documentary, and it's many multiple episodes about dogs in different ways. Actually, we got through episode, partially through episode three, and I just turned it off. I was like, no, this is, this is not about like you dogs. you gave it a fair shake at yeah. that point. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I was like, ugh. No. Uh, dog documentaries, you have to go to Nova. Yeah, it was Nova. just, it was just bad. Really, really bad. I'm not, I'm not even going to give it any rating for the simple fact that it was supposed to be good and supposed to be about dogs. And I just don't want to. It just makes me want to go, nope. Oh, before I forget, if someone wants to pay us to force us to watch something, the next season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 has an interesting movie on it. Oh, I saw that. I'm just so Atlantic to watch it. Rim. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I didn't, even see what, I didn't even see what the episodes were. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, someone told me that, and I'm like, oh, God. Well, I mean... They're going to skewer the fucking movie. Uh, I saw that the new season came out, and I was like, I should watch some of those and get those you know what ready. You makes me feel bad? 
Someone had to watch that movie multiple times to get to make the jokes. Jokes, yes. I feel sorry for somebody bad, like something fierce. <laughs> I, I almost feel like we all need to watch the MST3K1 uh, live on Facebook. Together. <laughs> I choose life. <laughs> I might have to watch it so I can crack jokes with them, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I might watch it, but I'm not going to go out of my way because... <laughs> But uh, so the next movie I watched, another one in the background, uh, the one I almost forgot, and I don't know how, is Starship Troopers. Oh my gosh! Uh, I've seen it a million times. It's a great background movie. Only a couple scenes you to watch. Um, one of Clancy Brown's best roles. <coughs> he, he's the main character, right, Clancy Brown? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cash for Van Diem is probably his best role. That is not saying a lot. Uh, Doogie Howser is great. Um, <laughs> Michael Ironside's awesome. Oh, I love him. Um, what's her name? The one who lives. I like her too. <laughs> that person? I don't like her. The the pilot. She's. I actually do like Michael Ironside. So. It, it is probably her best role, but that is not really saying a lot. Since the only one I can think of is no, her best role is in uh, uh the Eddie Griffith movie, Undercover Brother. So not her oh. best role. But overall, it's good. I mean, it is not an accurate retelling of Starship Troopers by any stretch. No. But it's enjoyable to see Paul Verhoeven do it, his version of it, where he's just... It still does have biting political satire and commentary. Um, it is enjoyable. Don't think it's going to be like the book at all. In fact, Brendan hadn't seen the book, and he's like, man, I, he's watching them fight them with the rifles. He's like, I feel like they should have better weapons. I'm like, do you think perhaps they should have power armor <laughs> he didn't get it but i thought that was a great troll that's hilarious uh so i give that movie uh it's it's a it's a solid uh it's a solid two space herpes I mean, it's it's a classic now though that's the problem it, it is a classic it's enjoyable it's not be great i mean the dialogue is <laughs> yeah it's horrible it's not good but man would you like to know more some of the actors really buy it. It's 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 worth watching. I feel like it is anyone who's wants to be a film fan, that is one of those movies you need to watch. Uh Gonzo, do you have one more? Or was that all four? Uh, actually I have two more because I totally forgot about one. Um I did watch um John Leguizamo's new comedy special. And comedy is a tagline, not what the show is about. It's a very political show. Um, he does a, it's like an hour and a half special, and it's um, uh, the Guide to Latino History for Morons, and he talks about a lot of, you know, things, he talks about his family, he gets very political with it, um, very, 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 very political with this one Overall, it actually wasn't a bad thing, very limited comedy, very entertaining, and very educational. Um, because he was like, you know, what happened about this within our society? Why don't people talk about this? And, you know, and just, just very educational about it. Um, some good comedy bits. He still has the good, um, acting skills, I should say, to pull it off. Um, if you don't mind good political and good educational stuff about, uh, Latinos, um, and stuff, it was good. Uh, I would probably, if you're going for a comedy special that's a laugh haha, you're not going to get that. If you go in to catch some of the political aspects and some of the funny aspects and the digs, oh my god, he digs on people. I mean, just hardcore digs on people. I suggest it. 
Um, otherwise, just pass it. So, two and a half if you're looking for comedy. One if you're looking for good, entertaining, political mumbo-jumbo. Fair enough. Uh, my next one, another one I'm not going to talk a lot about, even though I watched it and pay attention to it, is Roadhouse. Oh, my God. I got the Blu-ray for, like, yeah. three bucks. Not worth it. It is, it is an American kung fu movie. Um, Patrick yeah. Swayze is great in it. Uh, I love say uh, I love uh, which Sam is it? Sam Elliott in it. Mm-hmm. I almost said Sam Neill, but I knew that was wrong. Sam <laughs> Neill is not uh, not the same guy. Uh, enjoyable, way over the top. Uh, it sort of starts off going. You know, the bar bouncer goes and cleaning up the cleaning up the bar, and then takes a left turn into uh, uh, almost a sort of talk about entitlement, and you know, it, it's a little too on point nowadays with with the other half of the story. Hmm. You know, the guy taking what's his. You know, I was here, I helped build up this town. I'm just taking what's mine. Like that? Yeah, no, no, fuck you. Um, but very enjoyable, completely over the top dialogue at points terrible again but i love it uh, i i want to give it unapologetically one space herpy it is enjoyable as crap uh you know like i said american kung fu movie uh, a lot of hey i recognize that guy actors but i think the standout's actually sam elliott who is super cool i would love to see a movie about that character sam elliott's just a little too old now though yeah it's too bad uh, I really liked that one. I would have gave it to to uh, Space Herpy, but because the dialogue really is like painful. Yeah, but they got the actual blind but, guitarist to play the blind guitarist. So I mean, there's some casting plus it is there. A yeah. Movie. I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah, but it does definitely show you how much Patrick Spacey used to smoke. Holy shit! <laughs> Yikes. Uh, in any case, uh, Gonzo, who's the last one? Then I'll hit us with our last one. That I'm going to do a little longer on, so we're going to go a little bit over. All right, I'm going to do this one because I'm not even full. Zone. Started watching the series Sick Note on Netflix. Um, it has uh, Rupert Grit and Nick Frost in it, which uh, two people I like. It is a comedy show. Um, it's about a guy that gets accidentally diagnosed with cancer and plays it and people treat him you know like oh my god you got cancer you're gonna die and then he finds out he was lied to and he wasn't really didn't have cancer uh the doctor is nick frost which everybody knows um seven pegs you know best friend and everything and he's a bumbling idiot doctor we're still learning his background so i can't say much about what's going on um it's a tv show about when everything goes wrong, and I mean everything, everything they try to do backfires, everything they try to say backfires, everything just goes bad. Um, I'm still in like three or four episodes in, so I can't really say much, but it's interesting. Got some pretty decent funny parts and got some oh shit parts, um, but I'm going to give it the rest of the season. It's actually two seasons out right now, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try to watch uh, the rest of the first season and see how it goes. Cool. Uh, my last one is uh, Titan AE, mm. which is an animated movie from mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah. Uh, and I owned it on DVD, but uh, it's one of the ones the ex took because she loved it also. So uh, I had to get another copy. So I did. 
Um, still love the movie. It's got great voice acting. It has uh, uh, Bill Pullman in it. Sorry, I was doing the Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton joke. Fuck you, Kirkland oh, System, yeah. for putting that in my head. <laughs> uh, I had to remember. I, I mean, I know them apart on screen, obviously. It, yeah. uh, Matt Damon in it. It's got a lot of good voice acting. Um, it it has one giant failing that I'll hit before I talk about the good points. And the failing is it's not sure if it wants to be a kid's movie or just a movie. Some of the jokes are very kid. It's it's not... Uh, you're like, oh, that's not my thing, really. And it's Don Bluth animation, so it's all, you know, Secret of Nim stuff you've seen before. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it some of the parts are very, very... Very, very kid. A bit too much kid. And that's a big problem. Um, uh, funny enough, a little little note here. Uh, Joss Whedon is actually responsible for part of the uh, screenplay. Huh. Uh, and it shows because some of the dialogue is very witty. They have some good points. Um, overall, it is very engaging and good. It has some very good combination of uh, cel-shaded and uh, computer-generated graphics together. Mm -hmm. Um, It has actually a really good soundtrack with it. Yes. And they fit the songs in at a very good point. I I really wish they'd go back to this in some cases, with the exception, of course, of Deadpool 2, which also does it, and the Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool 1. Aside from those movies, most most don't necessarily put actual songs, lyrics in, in the right points for good dramatic effect. And Honestly, that can actually make or break a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of movies. Uh, Suicide Squad, I like because it does that a little bit. Um, this is not going to win me any fans, but the first Daredevil movie, you know, Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, it's just the only Daredevil movie. But Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck does a really good job of putting the songs in at the proper points and has a very good soundtrack. Yes, it does. And I feel that adds to the movie. It makes me like it. I mean, there are certain parts of that movie you can't apologize for. Jennifer Garner. Uh, but, you know, I like the way they do it. And they do it even better in this, I feel like. The movie's hit at just the right points. Um, has a solid story. If it looks short. And they don't necessarily explain everything, which I liked. But I think may have hurt the movie with people's reviews of it. Because you sort of have to make your own connections as to why certain things are happening. And I don't know why I'm not spoiling it, because, hey, why am I going to spoil it? It's a cheap movie to buy. You should check it out. It's very enjoyable. It's a classic. Uh, it is. It, I consider it a classic. Um, good soundtrack. Really hard to find. But uh, I'm waiting for a Blu-ray. Has not come out with a Blu-ray. Very sad. I hope they do a... If they do a Blu-ray, I hope they do punch it up a little bit. Per my uh, note on Batman Mask of the Phantasm last time. But uh, yeah, I'm, I think I have to give it one Space Herpy just because of the uncertain who it's aiming at. The, the occasional kid parts and the not explaining everything. Because you can draw conclusions. I was drawing conclusions as I made through it. My, and and Bainian was like, that's some interesting stuff. You know, that, that, that bullshit you're making up for it. But... You know, I, I came with lots of ideas. Why do this? Why this? You know, there's some cool stuff that could have had. They could have made a cool world, but it, I think they found it too hard to get the exposition they needed in without it being completely artificial, which is a problem. But uh, I do love it. I suggest checking it out wherever you can. 
And that seems to be it. We actually are three minutes over. Dang it, John! Hey, look, next week, I'm going to talk about another movie, this time from well before I could see movies in the theater. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. It's a Fathom event if you guys want to look it up. I mean, it's pretty easy to find if you look at the Fathom events coming out. I mean, let's be honest. It, it's Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The original Chris Reeve Superman movie. Huh. I mean... Uh, and I mean, now music's playing in my head again. Of I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have... I didn't really see it in the theater. I was I was four. What? Ish. Yeah. So, but out in the theater, seeing it Tuesday. Gonna be cool. I like seeing all these old movies. That's what she helps screw up my soon forthcoming The 10 Best Movies I Saw in the Theater list. Which it will contain several movies that were not actually released this year. Is this your end of year list for yeah, uh, the end of December? Well, the end, the end of the year list for all the movies. The I rate all the ones I see during the year okay. in the theater. Not all, 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 but just the ones oh, in right. the theater. Cool. Because I really don't keep track of all the ones I see. See, I probably should. I might try that for next year. But you know, it is what it is. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And I'm Gonzo for More Than Dice Guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, we will be back next week. Good night. Same brat time, same brat channel. No, we won't. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm at 13. 13 what? About movies in the theater this year. It's going to be about 15. I want to see The Grinch in the theater, that new Grinch one. Uh, I also Mary Poppins one. Uh, definitely Mary Poppins. Mortal Engines. And Mortal Engines, yes. Mortal I don't even know what that is.